When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live. Uh, we do the show every single week, Wednesday, and we're actually doing this show from now on at a very, very set time. We're going to do this show every single week. After Tua speaks to the media on Wednesdays. So that way we have as much information as possible. We have as much practice information as possible. Like we have today. Um, and I'll get to a lot of that. As as well as a few other things that we've been seeing in, in the news today. It's been an eventful day. And then of course, uh, you guys are the stars. You members of OnlyFans are the stars. I bring you up. You ask questions, you can ask questions in the chat, and I will answer every single one of them, if I can. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com forward slash the number three yards and use the promo code three yards. That's the number three yards. You deposit $100, you get $100, and it's a one-time rollover. So it's essentially $100 for free. Take it. Uh, Black Coral Rum. Go to steeltiespirits.com, and that's S-T-E-E-L, tiespirits.com. Dot com to learn more you can get it anywhere you get your liquor in south florida of course manscaped 5rsn for 20 percent off and free shipping all right guys um today was practice and some were not spotted at practice tyree kill raheem mostert this is from adam beasley tyree kill raheem mostert alec engold robert jones and javon holland uh, Xavier Howard, Jalen Waddle, Connor Williams, and David Long are practicing, which is all good news to see all of those guys practicing. Uh, you can read between the lines. First of all, David Long was in the protocol. He get out. He got out of the protocol, the concussion protocol, at the end of the game, and then there just wasn't enough time for him to have a warm-up period, so it did not matter at the end of the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's very good news. They're going to need him. This is one of the, the team's that you play on the schedule and you look at it and you say, you know what, you need a completely healthy linebacking core to play against the New England Patriots because they're going to test the short zone. Uh, Xavier Howard, he could have played against the Eagles, uh, breaking news. He was telling everybody that he could have played against the Eagles. They held him out. They're going to be very, very, very cautious with injuries for the first half of the season because they want to be healthy for December, January, February. Okay. Uh, as, as as of those that are, that were not spotted at practice, Tyreek Hill, I think he's dealing with something. I don't think it's a vet issue. Uh, he got 
kicked in the chin against the Eagles, so who knows if he's just having a, a rehab day. Um, if he can play, he will play. He's he's one of those guys, okay? Raheem Mostert, I didn't see anything in the game that would indicate anything wrong with him. He was fine after the game as well. Alec Ingold uh, hardly ever practices on Wednesday. Robert Jones is interest, in, interesting that he did not practice today because that kind of tells you a lot about what might transpire on Sunday. And the big one is Javon Holland. He went into the concussion protocol on Monday because he he reported, self-reported, some symptoms from his concussion on Sunday. So he has to ramp up to be able to practice. And if he does ramp up to be able to practice, then he could clear concussion protocol. Uh, the coach today and his availability kind of alluded to Javon Holland progressing well so far, which is a good a good thing. I would venture to guess and I would predict he plays on Sunday. As far as the injury report, look, this week it's going to be absolutely useless. The New England Patriots, if the NFL has not told them anything about this or conducted some type of investigation, then, you know, we got some issues in in the NFL because I don't know if you guys are injury report aficionados. I look at every single injury report across the league, every single team, to see what is actually the lay of the land. Every time I read an injury report from the New England Patriots, I'm completely confused and I just dismiss it. And you ask, well, why, why would you do that? You know, it's real injury information. Well, because it's essentially all useless. Last week against the Buffalo Bills, and I have it right here. I'm looking at the New England Patriots injury report from last week, their last injury report. And they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 guys questionable for the game, three out. Come on, man. Like, that's that's phony baloney. <laughs> All right? How the hell are you going to know who the hell is actually injured or not when you're putting half the roster as questionable? Out of the guys that were out last week against the Bills, uh, Riley Rafe is a guy who figured to play. Josh Uchi is a guy who's important. There's a rumor going around, by the way, on Twitter, and you, we all know that Twitter, if there's a rumor on Twitter, it's probably true, that the Patriots would trade Josh Uchi for the... For the right price. He's a good player. Now, can we use him? I don't think first of all, I don't think they'll trade him to us. Second of all, I think he'll be more expensive. And third of all, you know, we have too many edge players as it is. Uh Keon White was out as well last week with a concussion for the New England Patriots. He is a consequential player. He's a very nice player as a defensive end. Uh think uh Manu Ogba type. He's a really, really nice player. I like Keon White. Uh, he was out last week with a concussion. I don't think he'll play this week. We shall see uh, going forward. Uh, official injury reports this week will be kind of interesting because we're all on Jalen Ramsey watch. So we want to see if he'll actually play. So we shall see when that injury report actually comes out the following, uh, maybe an hour from now. So so we shall see how they list Jalen Ramsey. You heard 
Tua Tungavaloa today in his in his uh, availability basically let the cat out of the bag that Jalen Ramsey was running with our fast guys, quote unquote. He was running with our fast guys and coming out of breaks really well. Uh, breaking news: He can play. Okay, it's just a matter of when they want to play him. And like I said, Dolphins are going to be cautious. They got everybody on bubble wrap. The one I'm really interested about is that left guard. Robert Jones did not practice today. I think that's really consequential. And I think Javon Holland is actually pro- uh, progressing pretty well. So I would figure those are the two to monitor all week. Of course, Tariq uh, not practicing today is something to, to also watch. But the two big ones are Robert Jones, Javon Holland. We shall know more tomorrow, especially on Holland. Holland is one that you got to actually watch throughout the week because he there is a protocol and he's still in it so that one is important he's one of your best players against a team that actually looked really good against the bills i don't know if you guys watched the patriots against the bills this past week they look good like that looked like a good football team against the the bills now will it change on the road here in miami probably but they seem to have found some things on offense and we know that their defense is always going to be competent. So this is no pushover this week. All right. Uh, one last thing before I get to your, your questions and I bring some of you up. Um, I don't know if you guys seen the clip, but Kyle Van Oy has, you know, he's making the rounds. I don't know what. He got signed by the Ravens. I know he's on the roster, right? So he should be playing. He did an interview and he was talking about that he was between like a civil war between Brian Flores and Chris Greer. And he kind of didn't reveal anything we didn't know. So that it has to be rehashed once again. You know, it's we all know how that story went. In the end, the owner, Stephen Ross, made a choice. Tua and Chris Greer over Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson. That was the choice. Not any of this other crap that people are inventing in their heads. No, he did not want Justin Herbert. And if he did want Justin Herbert, uh, that's a further indictment, by the way. I don't know if you guys watched Justin Herbert play as of late. Not good. But that's not how it went. Okay, And that's not what actually happened. What we do know for sure is that he did not want Tua. And he was looking for reasons not to play him including um, exacerbating some injuries uh, by essentially benching him. There is no secret. He was benched and probably suspended for that game against the Ravens. And then he went to him at halftime. And who knows why he went to him at halftime. Uh, Some people have theories about that. Tua didn't even prep for that game. He didn't have his eye black on. You guys know the story. Uh, I don't think we have to rehash it again. All right, enough of of the old anyway. All right, here are some questions, and then I will bring on a few of you to ask questions live on the air. All right, first question, did X and CW practice today? Who the fuck is CW? Who is CW? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Oh, Connor Williams. Yeah, he did practice today. That's a good sign. Good sign. Yeah, I know. I understand that. Look, it's fun to, to say that Liam Meikenberg is terrible. He was just mediocre against the Eagles. That's a very, very good front. Could they have won with Liam Meikenberg at center against the Eagles? Yeah, of course they could have. You, you all saw the game. You know, he wasn't an unmitigated disaster. 
Offensive line wasn't good in that game, except for one guy, Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt's an absolute stud. And we, we, we started to see this week how, you know, one of the extensions that could be on the way should be Robert Hunt. Wait till you see those numbers. He's going to get paid like one of the best guards in football. You know why? Because he's one of the best guards in football. All right, and yes, X did practice and look good. Um, there's even video of it. I got further information that he is in the install, so is Jalen Ramsey. So that could answer a few more questions. All right, next question. Uh, Jeff Wilson, usage to increase. Passing game usage was a bit of a surprise. Yes, I think he gets a little bit more run. Uh, I don't think they want to get into a 40 and 50 snap count for Raheem Mostert. They want to use three backs. So, because you're going to use two of them in what is essentially like a 20 personnel. Because I don't know what you're going to call it when you have another. So it's like 30 personnel. 30 personnel? Uh, or is it like a makeshift 21 personnel where you have two backs and then Alec Engel is playing the, the role of a tight end? Um, they want to play a lot of that. Okay. They want to play two backs for most of the game and that means you got to have at least three active so yeah uh, i expect jeff wilson to get the ball a little bit more this sunday especially this sunday i think they want to get a little bit back back to the the run game for two reasons first of all they got to get their offense back on schedule and second of all the patriots are very vulnerable to the run game Um, another question here should we try to find another defensive tackle to help with the rotation yes i think that there are defensive linemen short, but I don't think they're going to go to trade for that. I do believe that they're, they're going to be involved in the trade deadline. Like, that's something that I think is happening. But I think it'll be for an offensive player, probably an offensive lineman, a, a versatile one. I did my rounds today. I started looking around, and the ones that are attractive, I asked myself two questions. First of all, would Miami want them? And usually the answer is yes. The second answer, the second question I asked myself is, why would this team trade this guy? And then that's when the answer becomes, okay, no, they're not going to get this guy. But we shall see. I think they, they are working the phones. I think they are interested. Uh, here's another question. What does a Finns loss versus the Chiefs mean? It means that they lost to the Chiefs. All right, next uh, next question. Uh, coaching, what is your assessment of McDaniel and his coaching uh, aptitude? Do you think he truly learns from games? like? Yeah, I think he learned in the game against the Eagles and the Bills. Um, he has another question. How good do you think he can be? And can he get to where he can flip more on the fly as need be plan B? Um, and he has a second part. This, this is a really, really long question. Uh, yes. Look, I think he's getting better as a coach. I think he got better against the Eagles. Look, he look. it's obvious. And we talked about it in our preview on Thursday. We said, look, it's kind of obvious. Hassan Reddick has a reputation in this league as a weak run defender. I think they're going to isolate him in the run game. And that's what the run game is going to be about. Well, guess what? They isolated him in the, in the run game in the first half. And guess what? Hassan Reddick was really, really, really good. So what did they do in the second half? They completely away from went away from it. They started bypassing Hassan Reddick and started running on the, perimeter, on the perimeter. So, yeah, if they could adjust inside of a game, then, yeah, he's getting better at that. That's something that wasn't happening last year. It's happening this year. All right, the second part of his question is, Fangio, is the team getting better defensively? I, I think so. If yes, more Vic learning people or learning about people or are the guys getting better in the scheme? It's a little bit of both, but I think it's that pass rush is coming together. Once you get Phillips more in, involved, 
you can see that pass rush take off. Uh, you saw it against the Eagles. I thought it was good. Uh, the pass rush against the Eagles was really good. They had a couple of a couple of plays that that Jalen Hurts made off schedule that kind of hurt them. They had a little scoreboard pressure, and they tried to make some things happen, and they just wore down in that game. The offense only had eight possessions. The Eagles had ten. Uh, that explains a lot. A score, of course, those penalties are a problem. You also had a pick six. When you have a pick six and you score, you you put your defense right back out on the field. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day. It was telling me, you know, uh, in that game, the way the game was playing out, once you had the pick six, I think it was worth doing a surprise on side to try to gain a possession because you were essentially, yes, you, you scored on defense, but you are also gassing your defense by putting them out there again. And maybe that was a time. That's a little bit of game theory. And I kind of subscribed to it. Like I would have gone, I would have done a surprise onside after the, the pick, the pick six, because I'm a firm believer in snaps and uh, possession. And if you are losing a lopsided battle in the possession battle, uh, the possession count battle, you're likely losing the game, period. So, yeah, that was an interesting that was an interesting development. I would have gone a, a surprise onside right there. Uh, will Cam Smith see the field this year? He's seen the field already, but I think you're asking, is he going to see it as a as a player in the secondary? Uh, they're getting a lot of help back in the secondary. I think that's only going to hurt Cam Smith's uh, snap count going forward. Uh, do you think we'll be able to afford both Hunt and Williams? If only one of them, which would you, I would prefer Hunt, but I think they will afford both Hunt and Williams because they're going to make some decisions. They're going to have uh, they're going to have to rob Peter to pay Paul, which means I think, and don't quote me on this, but I'm almost certain of it. Emmanuel Ogba's expenditure on the defensive side, they're going to move all that money to the offensive side to pay some of these guys. So, has the team heard back from the NFL regarding the garbage officiating on Sunday night? Uh, they would never tell me anything like that. And anybody else who says that they have absolutely, you know, uh, complete confidence in what they got and, and the information and they know exactly when the NFL responded is lying to you. The only person that knows is Mike McDaniel and the general manager, Chris Greer. By now, it's a Wednesday. They should have gotten some indication, but usually it's Thursday because... The league week begins on Tuesday after the Monday night game. But they start responding to all of these things today. So by tomorrow, they should know more. Uh, But what are they going to say? Like Mike McDaniel said today, what are we going to say? You know, are you going to get mad at Thunder? Like they're going to tell us, yeah, yeah, we screwed up. And we're going to say, that's nice. Can we replay the fourth quarter? No, no, you can't. Okay, then what's the use then? So who cares? Um, another question here. What's the final gear this team is missing to go on the road and win versus a good team? Seems like something is always missing. Yeah. More points than your opponent is what's missing. All right. Uh, any interest in Leonard Williams, man, poof. Would I be interested in having Leonard Williams on this team? Absolutely. Like this thing, like you add Leonard Williams to this defensive line, it should put it way over the top. Here's the problem. Leonard Williams makes over like 20, over $20 million. How the hell are you going to pay him? It doesn't fit with what I just said, right? That you're going to move Emmanuel Ogba's money over to the offense to try to pay some of these guys. So they just can't afford him. So if they got Leonard Williams, it would be like a one-year rental. I don't think that's that's something they could pull off. And he would be expensive, by the way. Um, 
Uh, Tua seems to have a connection with C. Wilson. Yes, Cedric Wilson. More playing time in his future. I like him. I've always liked Cedric Wilson. I liked him when he was in Dallas. I liked him when they signed him. Uh, the only problem was that his usage was way down. He had a, a bad rib injury last year. Um, you could see it. He's a good blocker. He's an active player. Uh, what do you see him throw a football, by the way? Like, look, Tua's a really good quarterback. The best arm on the team is not even Mike White. Cedric Wilson. Cedric, Cedric Wilson can absolutely sling it. The receivers, by the way, they have these uh, these uh, quarterback battles where they throw into a net. First of all, Tyreek Hill is the, the worst thrower of the football on the entire team. But they don't allow Cedric Wilson to participate. You know why? Because he could compete with the quarterbacks. Cedric Wilson has an absolute rifle. So I would. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Expect him to eventually uncork a pass here this season. He can throw it. Uh, All right. What's your barometer game the second half of the season that would tell you if we are primed to make a run at it all this season? Uh, I have one simple benchmark for the team. Go undefeated at home. If you go undefeated at home, I'm pretty sure you can win a Super Bowl because I think if you go undefeated at home, you're probably in a position where you either have the number one seed and then you don't have to go anywhere else to get to the Super Bowl. You could just win your games at home or you're probably only going to have to go on the road in the AFC championship game to Kansas City. And we've seen that story before. Kansas City's lost to Cincinnati. They've lost to to New England at home in the last five years. Um, it's a one-game situation. If it's if you get into a one-game, you could do you you could beat anybody. So I like that. So one seed or the or the two seed. That's what you need. How do you do that? Go undefeated at home, and that's my barometer. Uh, any trade buzz that seems likely or promising? Not that I know of. No, nothing specific, but they're working on something. Uh, I, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, too crazy to tag and trade Wilkins to gain a first. It's the same guy asking these questions. Uh, I'm not answering that. That's dumb. Uh, any concern that Tyreek won't play this week? Well, he's not out there on Wednesday, so you got to start, you know, being concerned about that if he's not out there on a Wednesday. Uh, but he's one of these guys that that will absolutely do everything in his power to play. Okay, so. I'm betting on him playing. Uh, second part of his question is, and if he doesn't, what will the new narrative be when Tua still plays well? The new narrative will be, will be, oh, wait till he plays Philadelphia again. Or wait till he plays uh, the 49ers. Or, you know what? He's going to suck in the Super Bowl. It's going to be something stupid like that. So, all right, let me bring, by the way, don't ever ask me questions about trading Wilkins now when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Why, why don't we trade Tua too? Why don't we just stare at all our first-round picks? Let's trade Tyreek, Waddle, Tua, Wilkins, uh, Phillips, Bradley Chubb, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Javon Hall. Let's trade them all, and let's have about 35 first-round picks next year. We'll also go, you know, 0-17, but 
It'll be nice to stare at a bunch of picks. No, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You try to keep as much talent as possible. All right, as I bring you on, uh, identify yourself, and then you could ask whatever you want. Hey, I'll take the cannoli here. Hey. Let's, let's trade Mike McDaniel, too. I'll rat it. That might be worth a couple picks. And the stadium? Like, the stadium's pretty nice. Like, that's a pretty good piece of uh, real estate. Like, somebody could give us some money and maybe a pick for it. <laughs> let's disband so, the franchise. Let's let's sell it to London. Like, transaction the, the talk, line. man. Transaction talk's just, just... Transaction talk in week... What week is this? Eight? Transaction talk in week eight. And it's not about acquiring something? Just drives me out my mind oh man well i got a transaction question but it doesn't relate to giving away our best players uh the long-term prognosis for win isn't good no. uh and the idea of going 10 more games with liam and cotton scares the shit out of me to be perfectly honest this is a good question um, this is going to be a good question i can tell right now because this is actually something that is consequential yeah okay and 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 that's not even counting further injury potential injuries like god forbid we lose hunt and hunt misses time um, there, there's nothing reliable at the guard position if that if that happens. Uh, does that injury make guard more of a focus at the deadline? And is there anyone you have in mind? Yeah, man. There, I was I was looking at this. I, I was scouring like everybody's depth chart, and you're thinking, does Ezra Cleveland do anything for you? Because it does nothing for me. Like that's a guy that, like that's Minnesota's Liam Meikenberg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what could be available out there. Now, then I was thinking, you know what? Go to the Titans and offer them something for Skronansky. And we really will have something. But then ask yourself this. Titans are terrible, right? They're not going to be good this year. Why would you trade your best offensive lineman? <laughs> you know? Who happens to be young. And I'm thinking to myself, man, where where are they going to find this guy? Like, would, would the, the Packers part for with uh, Josh Nyman? Like, those are... He's- those are needle-moving moves if you can pull them off. But put yourself in their shoes. There's so few good offensive linemen out there already. Like, why would you trade one that's actually capable? Man, I would look at a team that's bad. Uh, like, look, the Panthers are terrible. Do you like their guards? I hate their guards. I don't like their guards. I love their tackles. But their tackles are what's good about that team. That's how they're building the team. And we can't afford Taylor Matone. Like, we're not, we can't pay him $25 million. You know, uh, well, let me throw this name at you. What about mm-hmm. Jenkins from Green Bay, who's actually a guard? He's he was a Pro Bowler, I believe, last year, and he's having a pretty shit year this year. Does, absolutely, does that make sense? absolutely love him. What does he make? Let's let's. I don't know. Let's <laughs> play. Let's play. Let's play my favorite game, which is look up Spotrack on the air. Um, Spotrack Jenkins. Elgin Jenkins, there he is. Yeah, that would be that'd be a move. Yeah. Twenty four point eight million dollars in two thousand twenty six. Oh. He's under a big, big contract. He is owed. Uh, he has a dead cap figure of twenty point eight million dollars this year. No chance whatsoever. <laughs> First of all, he'll cost you like a second round pick. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, he's one of the yeah. better linemen in the league. He signed a four year, sixty eight million dollar contract. With a $24 million signing bonus, $24 million of it is guaranteed. So, no, man. I like I like the Yash, my Yash Nyman idea a little bit better. But would they get rid of him? Would they trade him? They, they got a couple of older guys that they got to replace. I think that this, 
You know, it's rough out there. Like if you start if you start scouring depth charts for guards, it gets really rough. There's a lot of tackles though, so maybe the move is finding a tackle that you could project in your system as a guard. Because look, they they did it with Isaiah Wynn, right? So if they did it with Isaiah Wynn, they might do it with somebody else out there. I don't have that name on the tip of my tongue. Although there's some there's some nice players out there. Uh, but at guard, man, it is slim, slim pickings. Um, my guess is they're going to give Rob Jones a really long look. And I like him. I think that Rob Jones is a guy that you could plug in and we are fine. Like, you know, like we're not, you know, it's, will he be better than Isaiah Wynn? Maybe not. Will he be pretty close to what Isaiah Wynn is? Yes. You know, but it's okay. not Lester Cotton who had absolutely, you know, like now, now, first of all, let's, let's be a little bit fair, fair about this. They put Lester Cotton up against the Eagles. They just dusted him off off the bench and told him, Hey, here you go. And he was bad. Like he was just bad against the Eagles. You know, can he be better with a week of practice? Possibly. So does I think, do I think that he's probably going to play this week? Yeah. I think he's playing this week because Rob Jones did not practice today. And that's a bad sign for playing on Sunday. Um, but it is a good sign for Connor Williams to play because then you know who's the chief backup at guard. I don't think they're going to kick Keon Smith down there. I think it's probably Liam Meikenberg if, yep. if Rob Jones can't go. But I think eventually, look, I'll call it. Against Kansas City, the starting left guard will be Rob Jones. Uh, if I'm willing to go out on, on the limb with that. All right. You got anything else? A uh, quick one. I, I know you're optimistic about Holland, but as I pointed out on OnlyFans, it's extremely rare for a player to be experiencing symptoms on Monday and then play six days later, no matter how well, he, well he's, he's progressing through the mm-hmm. protocol. It's just, it's almost unprecedented. Uh, based on that history, and if if Ramsey plays, is there any chance, any temptation to play him at safety to offset the potential Holland absence? On third down, absolutely. Uh, 100%. But uh, if Holland doesn't play, they're going to be a little bit more basic on the back end, and you're going to see Brandon Jones play closer to the line of scrimmage and in more of a traditional strong safety role. Okay? And that's not such a bad thing. The last time that he played against Mac Jones, he had a he had a strip sack fumble for a touchdown that Melvin Ingram picked up. So is that okay against the Patriots? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, is it okay against the Chiefs? No, no. Because against the Chiefs, that means Travis Kelsey gets 14 catches for 210 yards and three touchdowns. So no. You need Holland at all costs against the the Chiefs. You got anything else? Oh, appreciate you all. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. As I bring you up, identify yourself, and I get you on. Hey, Alf. All right. Um, so, uh, my first question is, uh, going back to that Eagles game, uh, the uh, pass that Tua was intercepted on, mm-hmm. um, I know it came out after the game, he said that, you know, guys, that was just an, an underthrow, that's it. Um, but do you think that there was something more to that, like maybe route miscommunication? Because I don't see the logic in wanting to throw that ball while simultaneously bringing Darius Slay that close to it. Uh, when the ball's in the air, I I don't want Darius Slay anywhere near it. So I would think that they'd have Waddle kind of run him out of the picture. Uh, just wanted to get your take on that. 
Yeah, I think I think Tua was lying as far as oh, I just underthrew it. No, no, it was, there, there was a miscommunication there. Uh, one guy who actually had a pretty good take on it was Chris Sims, and I know that's crazy to say that. Uh, most of his takes from the game were absolutely terrible, but he thought that it was like an option route where where Raheem Moster has to read what the safety's doing and then either cut off his route or take it upfield, and then Waddle either has to uh, run the dig or press the post. In my opinion, the route the route design, uh, I mean the the play design, kind of I think would call for Waddle to occupy the safety, not bring him over, and if, to occupy the say the safety, he has to run a post, and if he runs a post, Darius Slay is nowhere near that play, and you isolate um, Mostert with Cunningham, and it's probably P, uh, DPI because then all eyes are on just two guys, and one of them is holding the other, and then that ball is just going to fall on the ground with nobody making a play on it. And then that's usually when these incompetent boobs that we have as referees in this league are going to look at it and say, well, I guess something did happen, so throw a flag right there. And then sometimes they just split the baby and they say, ah, holding, five yards, you know, instead of DPI. So, yeah, I think there's something went on on that play. There's no way that that was the play design. Although... There are some concepts that look that way, and it's just you know it's just timed incorrectly. But uh, the only thing too I think was right about that was a bad throw. Uh, he could have thrown the corner, and there would have been a shot for for Waddle, or he could have thrown it to the pylon, and then Mostert had a shot. But uh, yeah, it was a bad pass. But there was more than 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 meets the eye there. Like there was some miscommunication. That that was a mistake, absolutely a mistake. All right. Yeah. I mean, the most the most the most surprising thing is that Chris Sims had a had a take that defended Tua. Like, can someone check in on him? Is he okay? Yeah. Is right. He feeling all right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, I learned this week that the way you stop Tua is by getting pressure on him, which is kind of cool. Wow. You know, it's it's I mean, it's deep, deep, deep analysis. Like, if you pressure a quarterback, you could beat him. Like, I I want to see or I want to draft the quarterback someday that is better when he's pressured and getting hit, you know? <laughs> like that'd, uh, yeah, like that'd be awesome. Like, look, this guy, this guy's absolutely terrible with a clean pocket. You know what I mean? But when he's getting murdered, <laughs> that he's, he's a, he throws dimes everywhere, you know? So, you know, then what you it, do is you sign, a, you sign Jesse Davis to be the, like your, your, your right tackle, you know? Cause it, it's, and you can save all like the money SNL on the skin. offensive line. <laughs> Yeah. All, right, all right, my uh, my my other question is uh, speaking of the offensive line, um, who provides more of a positive impact to this line when they return? Is it Connor Williams or is it Teron Armstead? Ah, uh, great question, man. Look, Lamb looked absolutely. He looked bad. He looked bad as soon as Isaiah Wynn went out. He looked bad. Could it be that Isaiah Wynn has been helping Lamb all this time? Possibly, but you gotta think, man. Connor Williams, man, solves so many problems. Uh, Eichenberg wasn't absolutely terrible against the Eagles, but he did have two bad snaps. So, if you're gonna be mediocre for the entire game and then have bad snaps too, that's a problem. While Connor Williams is elite the entire game and then will give you two snaps, two bad snaps. Uh, I'd rather have Connor Williams. I think, I think it's kind of obvious that this offense gets to more with Connor Williams. And you have a smaller quarterback that you don't like trash at his feet. Uh, 
man, you want to be stout up front. That's why I kind of like Robert Jones because Robert Jones is a guy who is he has a really good anchor. He does not al- allow interior pressure. So I love I, I actually really do like Robert Jones, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt in front of Tua. Like I think that keeps him nice and clean and getting the ball down the field. So I'm gonna go with Connor Williams. I know it's unpopular, but Connor Williams is the more important player. Yeah, you know, in, in two bad snaps a game uh, for Liam, he's actually like doing Connor numbers right there. So that's not too shabby. Um, what what I do, and, and and to add to your point, it, it seems like Liam is just on the ground. He's he's on the floor a lot more than than Connor Williams, and I know that it's like he almost rolled over Tua doing that. Um, I know that he almost rolled over Raheem Mostert in another game doing that. And like Raheem actually like yelled at him, the camera kind of caught it. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, someone that, that can at least like keep their balance upright and is, is not on the ground and, and a danger, um, to his fellow teammates. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with that actually. And, and, and especially that, uh, he's taking all the pressure that's coming inside, which is obviously the quickest route to the quarterback is through the inside. Um, so I actually agree with that take there, even though, you know, Teron Armstead is the high paid left tackle. Um, so in regards to all that, I, I, I guess looking forward, um, I know you already mentioned that, you know, Hassan Reddick had a phenomenal first half against us in the run game. Um, do you, is there anyone on the schedule looking ahead that has like a similar type player that could be that level of disruptive, uh, that we may have to look out for? Hmm. Uh, say that again, because I, I didn't get it. I was going over the injury report. Is, is there is there another team that we have coming up that's gonna present another like Hassan Reddick uh, type hmm. of obstacle to us? Well, look, they gotta handle Chris Jones. That's gonna be up the middle for for the most part. Uh, so that's gonna have to take. Con- you need Connor Williams for 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 the Chiefs, no matter what. Uh, Look, man, the Raiders, in my opinion, have the best pass rusher in football, Max Crosby. Okay? Max Crosby comes from everywhere. He's going to be a menace in that game. We we got the Raiders here in Miami. We should have a pretty healthy team for that game. So I expect us to win, but that's going to be important to block Max Crosby. Like, he's that's not going to be easy. So I think that's the one that you want to watch. Like, that's that's a big one. And, of course, the Jets, although the Jets don't bring it off the edge as much as they bring it up the middle. But, yeah, man, I think that's my answer. I think it's the Raiders and Max Crosby. All right, we, we've gone. That's, that's a pretty good one. Um, oh, uh, just 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 one one last question before you mm-hmm. sign off, Alf. I'm sorry. Um, so, Chase Claypool uh, obviously made his debut uh, Sunday night. Um, upon first glance, you probably didn't notice him. Uh, but you know, looking at the tape, he he seems to have gotten the blocking assignments down. Uh, do you do you think that they're going to expand that role for him in the offense uh, pretty quickly, or do you think it's going to take a little time? Uh, River Craycraft did come back to to practice today. Uh, I forgot to mention that he was limited, so we shall see going forward. I think they trusted him with enough in the playbook that we are going to see that role expand, and eventually you're going to see Azukama some of the Azukama stuff uh, be on his plate. Um, I thought he was fine. Uh, you know, contrary to what some people were saying as far as, oh, he missed this assi- He didn't miss any assignments, okay? That's that's just people that don't know what they're looking at. If you're going to watch the Dolphins, watch a lot of their games, and that way and that way you know uh, which guys they bypass on, task cro- on toss crack 
or like I showed on Twitter, uh, their Zorro package. Um, although they have a different name for it, by the way, I was told. So it's not called Zorro. Although it's a Zorro concept because it's from the Godfather himself, Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah. All right. We're going to have to end it right there. Next week, we will do this again on Wednesday. And we will do this every week of this season as Tua steps off of the stage. I step on as you all are the stars of this show on OnlyFans. If you want to join OnlyFans, you could go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And you could join for $3 a month. We have film sessions. We have this show. You have the three of us. You have Chris Kaufman, Simon Clancy. Me, Alfredo Artiaga, speaking on a 3YPC chat. And then you have a Patreon chat with over 2,000 members. If you've been on Dolphin Twitter, you know it's a cesspool. Leave Dolphin Twitter and come over to OnlyFans. All right, that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.